Good morning. Try that again. Good morning. Welcome to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ. We're living out the Father God's love, and we're transforming communion by Holy Spirit. Uh, I got a couple announcements for us before we do the Holy Fist Bump. Somebody's phone's ringing. That's for me. Two large pizzas and a Coke. Um, what was it saying? Today's July 30th. I keep thinking it's August something. But it's July 30th. This month is going on and on, and I love it. We went on vacation the early part of July, and then I just came back. Well, Kenny and I and my wife just came back from leading five kids up to Angeles Crest Christian Camp. And uh, as somebody who's worked for camps, I worked at Forest Home for five years, uh, did one summer and five winter camps. And my favorite part of working at camp is right when students show up that first day, everybody, they're afraid. They're isolated. They're alone. They have stone faces. You know, they're just like, this isn't, this isn't going to be good, <laughs> you know, because they've never experienced anything like it. And then over the week, you just see that melt away. You see God show up, the Holy Spirit show up, and touch each and every student and change lives. And I thought I had experienced the glory of camp to its fullest, but I had not because I'd never experienced it with my own kids. Uh, to see my kids um, be reached through camp the way I have always seen it happen, it was nothing like it. And then also Josiah was there. I baptized that kid. And so it was just a, it was a phenomenal week. It blew, blew all my expectations out of the water, which is crazy because I had really high expectations. And I owe a lot of it to you. Um, thanks for paying for those kids to go up. Thanks for praying for them and being in their corner and loving them as is, like God has commanded us. Um, I just, I'm really proud to be coming back to this worshiping community and I'm really proud to be loved by you and to love you. Um, so if you don't hear that I'm really grateful for you, you're probably not listening. <laughs> uh, and you've already already started your nap, which is coming, okay? You can check out when I start preaching. Uh, we have a couple people in the room because there was a celebration of life yesterday that was phenomenal, I hear. In Cornell, I heard you blew the roof off the place. So uh, we got a couple Cornell fans in the house, which is I'm fired up about. Um, and also, our fellowship Paul looks amazing. And the flowers, it's a... Uh... Yeah, just want to breathe this in. Um... This is church. This is what Jesus imagined, you know. Um, we got all generations. We got all races. We got genders. Um, we're firing on all cylinders, and I'm excited about what's coming up. And um, what's coming up cannot happen without prayer. And so Terry and Amy are, are the lightning rods, um, they started praying before service, so if you want to start praying for where God is leading us, show up in the nursery, 9, 9, 15, pray. Um, show up on the first, second, second Tuesday of every month, 
I think you're still doing it in the nursery, right? I think so. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not able, pray wherever you're at. Because our God is bigger. Amen? And he can meet you wherever. Just If God tells you something, Amy's emails in your order of worship. We want to hear from you if you hear from God, right? And then we got this PCC News. It's all there. That's what's coming up. I won't waste any more of your time. Let's stand up and give the holy fist bump to as many people in this room as you can. All right, uh, if you're already not doing so, please remain standing as I call us to worship. Turn this way. You may notice that uh, there's no contemporary band. This is the first, this is a vacation. Danny got to take on vacation. So he's taking a break and getting, uh, actually he's getting back together with his family, I think. Isn't that right? He's back in Michigan. Um, Let's quiet our hearts, still our minds, as we enter into the throne room of grace. I'll read our call to worship, and I'll be reading from Psalm 105 out of the King James Version. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing songs unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Let's sing in the holiness of our Father.
I was asked to sing sing this song uh, with the praise team, and um, I took the opportunity, since we weren't singing as a praise team, to sing it with you. Um, I was thinking about this song, and uh, I was I was wondering, God, how do you lift up my head? And I got this picture of his hand on my chin, gently lifting my head. And it it just kind of touched me. Anyway, here it goes. Thou, Lord,
Repent, my friends. Repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Now is the time, today, not tomorrow, for us to turn away from our transgressions, from our misdeeds, and turn to the Lord. Together, let us confess our sins against God and neighbor. O Lord, our God, you call us to work for a world where all will be fed and have dignity, but we find ourselves distracted by our own desires. You call us to seek justice and peace, but we are satisfied with injustice and discord. You call us to bring liberty to the oppressed, but we do not insist on freedom for all. Forgive us, O Lord. Turn us to your will by the power of your Spirit, so that all may know your justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. When we confess our sins and repent, our ever-present Father will not leave us to wallow there. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he has removed our transgressions from us, that's how much God loves each and every one of us. Know that in Christ Jesus, we are forgiven. Amen.
cracking. That was beautiful. I don't think this thing's on. There it is. Uh, man, we're in the summer playlist sermon series, which means we're going through the lectionary text, and it's on shuffle play, and we're just going through the lectionary text and picking out whichever one the Spirit kind of brings to the surface. And we're looking at First Kings today, and first we've got to recognize we're looking at uh, the Old Testament. It's the obvious stuff that usually trips you up, but just a reminder, this is the Old Testament. This is not how it's supposed to be. This is how it is. That's what my Old Testament professor would always say. When you're looking at the Old Testament, you just remember this isn't how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, this is how it is. Um, and then this is Solomon. We're going to be learning about Solomon and his relationship with God and the beginning of his uh, ministry, that kind of thing. We're going to, are you glad you're here? Yes. Uh, if you weren't, that song probably changed your mind. Um, let's look at this. It's First Kings. We're going to look at the third chapter. And we're going to start in verse 3, 5. My eyesight's going. I need some readers, but that'll be all right. At Gibeon... The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream, in a dream by night. And God said, ask what I should give you. And Solomon said, you've shown great and steadfast love to your servant, my father, David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart towards you. And you have kept for him this great and steadfast love and have given him a son to sit on his throne today. And now, O Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Although I am only a little child, I do not know how to go out or come in. And your servant is in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a great people, so numerous they cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding mind to govern your people, able to discern between good and evil. For who can govern this, your great people? It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this. God said to him, Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or for the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right, I now do according to your word. Indeed, I give you a wise and discerning mind. No one like you has been before, and no one like you shall arise after you. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, I thank you for your word. I thank you for working through David, working through Solomon, working through me. I pray that my words would drop to the floor and be quickly forgotten. 
and your words through me would change us from the inside out like only your words can. We ask this in the powerful name of Jesus the Christ and all God's people said. A couple things. A couple things about this text. First of all, it starts off with a generous God. We serve a generous God. A generous God has made us. He approaches Solomon in a dream. And he says, ask for me. Ask from me. Later on, James, stepbrother of Jesus, um, says, if any of you lacks wisdom, what are we supposed to do? Ask. Maybe you didn't hear me. God is generous. Have you ever been in a situation... um, if you'd only asked the right question, it would have been a lot easier, <laughs> right? I, I, it happens to me a lot because I'm kind of a forgetful person. You know who isn't forgetful? Malia, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're packing for camp. I'm like, where's the speaker? Where's the speaker? Where's the speaker? I never say this out loud. I'm searching the whole house. I probably waste, waste an hour, hour and a half. After a while, I say, hey, have you seen that portable blue speaker? And she points right to it. <laughs> we have a God who created the oceans, who thought up trees. Ask. Ask. You know, you know if, what's the old saying? You'll never know it till you ask, right? And I tell you, every time I've gone to God and asked him something, he's never said, that's a stupid ask, Jason. Right? Next, Solomon, son of David. We learned some stuff from Solomon in this text. What's the first thing out of his mouth to God? History. History. I've told you before, and I'll tell you every time, probably when I talk about the Old Testament, most, if you were to sum up the word, uh, sum up the Old Testament in one word, most theologians would say that word would be remember. All the lessons of the judges, you know, they forgot God, then they remembered. All the lessons of the prophets, prophets saying, you know, remember, remember the Exodus event. What's Solomon remember? His mercy. His father. That's right, Tim. I like that you're interacting. I like that. Everybody gives, there's no, none of those are wrong answers. Those are both correct answers. And I'm never asking you questions to trip you up. I'm just asking you to get involved and think about it for a second. What is 
Solomon first do when God comes to him in a dream? Because it's important. He remembers. He thinks about his dad. He thinks about his dad being met by God and the world changing through his dad. Last week, I, I, we talked about um, Romans. Remember, Paul was calling us to draw strength from our future. He says, you know, hold on to that hope that's coming. Help us on the way. Today in the call of Solomon, we're, he- we're hearing through the word of God, hold on to the ways that God has shown up. The ways that God has moved in your life. The ways in, that God has moved in this place. For the first couple months I was here, the most repeated story that I heard from the congregants was of you two doing Blues Brothers. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I kept hearing that. Do you know what that told me? This place likes to have fun. Despite current circumstances sometimes, I want to remind you, you want to have fun. This place is fun. Right? How many times have you laughed in this building? Lots. How many times have you celebrated in this building? How many times have you celebrated life? Celebrated? It just happened yesterday. Remember this, this is a place of celebration, mourning, loss, all of that. And we're called by God's word this morning to not forget it. Learn from it. Take it. Breathe it in. In fact, right now, just pause for a second and bring to mind something you've learned here. About God, about yourself, about the people to your right and to your left. What else do we learn? I'm not not gonna ask you to share that. You can share it with somebody later today if you want. That's kind of a safe thing, okay? Um, What's he next to you? Who's this guy's dad? Who wrote the Psalms? He's got a leg up on everybody in this room, right? If your dad is David, you think Cornell's pretty good at music, which he really is. David, heart after God's own heart. That's what David. So he gets into worship. He starts thinking about the past. He starts thinking, uh-oh, it's time to sing. We were just a camp. I'm going to be telling camp stories probably for a little while. One of the churches up there was an all-black, all-African-American church called Boss Church. That's their name. B-O-S-S Church. Boss Church from Sacramento. This guy, they had a freestyle rapper that got up and the worship band just kept playing. He just started rapping. And everybody in the room was bouncing and yelling Jesus' praise. Anytime something good happened, 
And there was a larger church. The youth pastor would say, who did? And the whole, that whole section of the camp would say, God did. Who did? God did. Who did? God did. That's right. We're called through this text to worship God at the drop of a hat. Is that a saying? Drop of a dime. That's the saying, right? Drop of the hat, drop of the dime. P.S. We're in the same room. I can't wait to hear about your vacation. That's just a tangent. Just because Amy's a team member, I've missed her. But get back to this text. Praise God at a moment's notice. What else do we learn from Solomon? Yeah, we do ask. But what's it linked with? Don't look at later in his life because he gets cocky as all get out. But right here, he is the most humble servant of God you can imagine. I think that plays a part in him receiving wisdom from God. It's hard to be arrogant and wise. When's the last thing you've heard anything stupid out of a humble person's mouth? It doesn't happen. Humility is directly linked with wisdom. In fact, that's what this... Doesn't that kick off the Psalms or Proverbs? The beginning of wisdom is fear of God. Humility. He says, I'm, I'm just this infant. I'm, I, I guarantee he's not an infant, right? He's probably an adult. But he puts himself in this place where I, I'm the son of David. David was big time. I'm small time. You're God. I'm human. You're asking me what you want to give me? I just, I just don't want to screw up. You put me in charge of these people. I just, I just don't want to be a fool. I, I want to lead your people because they're your people. And I want you to do it through me. That's his answer. And it's just seeping with humility. I don't know where it came from, but whenever... I'm playing a game. Whenever I'm giving my... Have you ever heard me say, stay low? People close to me, Ed, Ed the buddy from San Marino, uh, he nodded and giggled. For some reason, I started saying that. I don't know when. But every time I'm, we're playing a game, as a, I say, go get me the remote, kids. Stay low. Stay low. I think it's of the Lord, because I think... The arrogance of the church astounds me. The arrogance of myself astounds me. We have so many people that think that they know everything. We have so many people that are unwilling to be molded, including myself. This text puts up in front of me this mirror. No, I'm not... 
God says, I don't want any of that. What does Jesus say? The only place he can't do anything is the place where people have it all together. He says, I didn't come for the healthy, man. I came for the sick. Unless you're sick, you can't use me. Unless we're humble as God's people, we're so full of ourselves we can't take in any of God. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Do you remember that song? Call and response. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the And he shall lift you up. And everybody, higher and higher, and he shall lift you up. That's the posture. Breathe that in. Stay in this place, PCC. Jason, fill in your name. Your song, right? He'll lift us up. Because that's the end of this, this text, right? God says, you set yourself in the right place, my friend. You asked the right being and you asked in the right way. I'm going to make you the wisest person that ever walked the earth. Nobody before you is going to be as wise as you, Solomon. Nobody after you is going to be as wise as you, Solomon. Imagine hearing that from God. Imagine first hearing, yes, the right thing. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> who's ever had the right answer and been surprised by it that's Solomon I bet he's like whoa okay how do we apply this I think it's I've been doing it all along ask do you hear the, I don't know if you've heard the story but there's a golfer Arnold Palmer have you heard of that guy? I guess he was, um, he was playing in some tournament in some far-off land. I think it was in the Middle East somewhere, maybe in Africa. And he's playing in this tournament, and he wins. And the organizer of the tournament says, um, what kind of golf club do you want? And he just, he's like, I'm Arnold Palmer. I can probably buy any Maybe like a gold-plated one or something. And then he comes home, and he gets in the mail, like a week later, a deed to a golf club. Not like a golf club, a golf club. You're asking too small. Right? Us as a church, we've asked too small. Ask bigger. Ask with your imagination. Remember, tell somebody about one of those things that you learned later this week. 
Remember when earlier in my sermon I said, when was it, what was something you learned about yourself? What was something you learned about your, you know, the people next to you? What's something you learned about God in this place? Share that information. Something happens in the sharing. Something happens when you invite someone else into the remembering. There's some snowballing that happens. And there's some synergy that happens that is directly related to the Holy Spirit moving and changing things from the inside out. Be quick to worship. Be quick to step out of this world and step into the kingdom triumphant. And praise God for the things that he is, he does, and he plans and lives out in your life. And then stay low. Stay low. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, sear these challenges, these encouragements onto our souls. May we be your people that you've made us to be. Help us to ask bigger. Help us to remember when we forget. May we be a people that is quick to praise you and quick to say, sorry, I was wrong. And all God's people said, As we continue in worship, we give back to God just a portion. And we don't do it out of guilt. And we don't actually do it out of just paying off God. We do it as part of a celebration and as part of the adventure. Um, There's some people I just found out, the Pearsons, my buddies down in the, well, all over the country, but they always meet and they're staying down in Newport Beach and he's still listening to the podcast. Glenn Pearson, shout out to you. Patty, your daughter's still listening? She considers this her church. There's some positives to this COVID thing, right? We got some people listening around, around the world with the, this podcast. Thanks for listening. If you're going to send your tithes, gifts, and offerings, please send them to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. 
The physical building is 92628. I learned that the first month I was here. It's the other way around? Okay. Sorry. That's good that you guys are always right. Uh, <laughs> you guys need to listen to my sermon a little more. Uh, let's, but here, we're going to call for This is the time where we started passing the plates a couple, like a month ago. Praise God for Georgina and all these ushers. And uh, now our tithes, offerings, and gifts are received. Sixteen, we read, I love the Lord who has heard my voice and listened to my supplication, for the Lord has given ear to me whenever I called. I will offer you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call upon the name of the Lord. 
I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all God's people. A reminder that God has given ear whenever we call upon him. So now we go before God in a time of prayer. Join me. As God's people called to love one another, let us pray for the needs of the church, the whole human family, and all the world. We come rejoicing in your goodness. We pray for the church set in the world to show how people belong together and how your gifts are to be given and shared. Break down barriers that divide, that we may come together in unity and common ministry. Strengthen this congregation in its work and worship and in its outreach to the community. Fill our hearts with your self-giving love that our voices may speak your praise and our lives may conform to the image of your Son in all we do. We pray for the communities in which we live and work. Give us the courage and strength to reach out with Christ's love and transform lives and communities. We pray for those who park in our lot this e- these evenings. May they see more than just a cheap parking place. May they see the love of God displayed. We pray for the nations where conflicts abound. Trials in North Korea, Russia, Ukraine. Calm tensions, break down barriers, and bring about new peace in these places. Merciful God, you bear the pain of the world. Look with compassion on those who are sick, those who are dealing with medical challenges, and those feeling the effects of aging. We pray for all who suffer. Surround them with your love. Support them with your strength. Console them with your comfort and give them hope and courage beyond themselves. You have told us to ask and keep on asking, and so we do. We keep asking for healing, renewed strength and energy for Patty, for Debbie, for Pat, for Buzz and Keith, and for Kevin. We rejoice and give thanks for healing. We pray for all who find life challenging. We pray for the church. Keep us true to the gospel. May your saving power in Jesus Christ be made known by the witness of our faith, our worship, and our lives. Hear us now as we join in the prayer that you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now I invite you to stand as we sing our final hymn, God of Grace, God of Glory. That's amazing, Cornell. Gosh, he's gifts to us, right? That's a good. That's a good God we serve, and it's a good God who made Cornell. Uh, I praise the God who made Cornell, right? Quick to praise that God. Okay, yeah. Um, Buzz is in the building. Is that correct? 
Let's praise God for that. We're still praying like crazy for Keith, his son. Um, so glad everyone's here that uh, joined us this morning. Come back next week. We'll be breaking bread and having communion, kicking off August together. Um, but for now, receive the benediction for this morning. May, may God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, forevermore. May it be so. Amen.